Hello, welcome back to Camp Half Pod to our bonus episode. I'm Erin, daughter of Athena. And I'm Monica, daughter of Persephone. This week we are finally tackling a like super requested musical. We're chatting all things a Lightning Thief musical. How is everybody? I feel like it's it's it'll have been two weeks since our last episode. We'll have just finished uh, Heroes of Olympus. Speaking to you from the past. <laughs> These are my favorite because we're like, oh, checking in. It's been, you know, a week or two. And I like saw you yesterday. I know. We're like, <laughs> wow, it's been so long. <laughs> I don't know <clears throat> if we've mentioned this before, but Erin now works in like near near at where I go to school. So I just, like, whenever I'm bored, pop in and bother her at her office. <laughs> it kind of feels like, you know, when you don't have any friends in high school and, like, you, you go to the teacher's the ch- Teacher, yeah. Am I the teacher? You're the teacher. That's um, fun. <laughs> I love that for me. Yeah. So we see each other quite a bit. <laughs> but uh, back to the Lightning Thief musical. Um, yes. So this was a super requested email and like, you know, Aaron's got a lot of DMs about yes. if we're going to watch it, if we're going to talk about it, analyze it. I know that it's beloved and a lot of our kiddos and fans are people who are into musicals and theater in general. So obviously yeah. this is a hot button topic. So oh, we yeah. finally got oh, yeah. to it. So exciting. Yeah, I have never seen the Lightning Thief musical. You have. I've listened to the songs. Yes. So that's fun. I can bring that inside. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I got to see them when they came to Seattle. Uh, I saw it, I think I was in college when they came over and I saw mm-hmm. it with my college roommate and I was just vibrating with excitement. So we get our, um, and I'm sure most cities do this, but like if they do day of tickets, if you're under 25 for 25 bucks. Uh-huh. Back when and we were youthful. Back when we were youthful. Um, and it was really nice because you usually get like seats that are valued of like 300, 400 bucks for wow. $25. Um, you just have to be willing to bet on it. And I was not because I would not miss this musical. So I purchased tickets with money. <laughs> and um, it was delightful. It was everything I wanted in the movie, but it was also very funny because. <laughs> It was like not what I, I just, I have this vivid memory of going in and sitting down and um, all the cast comes on stage and they go, you know, I think the song goes something like that. The gods are real. Yeah. They have kids and their kids have (laughs) issues. And the most explosive amount of lasers just come out from the sides. And I was just like. So on brand. Lord, and it's like a small cast. A lot of characters repeat and play multiple parts. Um, the the way they made the monsters, everything was so fun, and it was like a fun time. But it was also at that time in my life where I looked around and I was like, I am older than everybody by at least twenty years. <laughs> Gotta embrace it, <laughs> or I am like younger than everybody by 20 years but they're here with their mm. children their parents yeah yeah there was a couple season ticket holders of the of the theater who were very confused on what was going on they just came because it was that. a show i love it was that. very fun but um you know Aaron and i have very little expertise on <laughs> theater yeah i listen to to musicals on 
Like I, I'm like a light theater person. Like I love, I love certain musicals I listen to all the time, but um, I have no ability to sing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. I took singing lessons for a lot of time in my life. I hate singing personally, so I don't do it, but <laughs> I don't think I'm good and I don't want to continue. I also just like, I never had a very big interest in musicals. I saw my mm. first musical I ever saw uh, was Book of Mormon when I was in college. Oh, and then Percy Jackson was like my second musical I'd ever seen. Oh my gosh. And so I, you know, I don't list, I don't have a lot of musicals saved. I'm not that person, but everyone around me is really into theater. So I have been oh, yeah. inducted in that way. So slowly I, you know, I went and saw Wicked. I saw Hades Town on Broadway. Like I, I, I'm getting so there. Good. It was yeah. so good. Yeah. You and I saw that again when they I came. think Wicked was my first musical. When I was that's a, a good intro musical. It's a I good feel. one. Yeah. yeah, that's probably why I like musicals. Yeah, I also saw Wicked. Everything I've seen, I walk in with no context, so I was yeah. like blown away about what was going on. Oh, so fun! Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> we we were like, we don't know that much about this particular musical outside of like you seeing it once and me listening to the to the soundtrack. So we were like, we want to do something fun for this, like get someone on who has some kind of expertise about musicals or this one in particular. So I slid into some DMs <laughs> and we were able to snag an interview with Kristen Stokes, who played Annabeth in the Broadway musical, The Lightning Thief. If you listen to the Spotify soundtrack, that's her on there. And we're so excited for y'all to be able to hear this interview. Okay, welcome, Kristen, to Camp Half Blood. We're so excited to have you here. Thank you. My Camp Half Blood shirt fits perfectly. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So we, so for anyone listening who maybe like doesn't know or hasn't watched the musical, we'd love to have you just like explain um, what your relationship to Percy Jackson is and introduce yourself. Um, Percy Jackson is the love of my life. Yes. Uh, I'm yes. a uh, daughter of Athena. Amazing. Um, oh, yeah. No, my name is uh, <laughs> Kristen Stokes, and I played Annabeth Chase in The Lightning Thief, the Percy Jackson musical. Um, I was a part of the process that developed this show. We started off as kind of like a one-hour, you know, version, and it was such a hit that we created a two hour full length musical. We premiered off Broadway. We made an album. We were um, nominated for a drama desk award. We went on tour, we toured the country. And then as just like a little cherry on top, we got a limited run, 16 week run on Broadway in uh, 2019. So it was pretty fabulous. We went on our own killer quest around the yeah. country and it was so much fun. So you got to be there from like its inception. You were there for conception, not inception. <laughs> you were there since the blue. <laughs> I was there the dream within the dream. Yes. Leonardo DiCaprio was I there. Was actually, the two of you, I was like, I'm, I'm planting the seed in your dream to hire mm. me. And then you're going to do a show. And then, yeah, Leo was there. Amazing. You stay away from Leo. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> we have heard good things. <laughs> No, don't worry. I'm out of his age type. It's really, I'm, I'm totally safe. I'm totally safe. 
<laughs> Once you get over like 21, you're, you're safe. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Just old maids post 21. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I have a question. Yeah. What's your relationship with the books before this? The movie? Were you a huge fan? Was it new to you? Oh my God. It was so new to me. I mean, I had kind of heard it in the ether. Um, I think I knew that there had been movies, but honestly, when I was called in to audition, I had lit there and they also, you know, weren't like blasting it from the rafters, like what this project was. It was mm. so early days. It was like a, a workshop, like a two week workshop of the show to figure out literally like, how do you make you know, Mr. Brenner from a wheelchair into a horse. Like, how do you create a minotaur when you have like zero budget and only five people on stage, you know? So it was so like, how do we do this? And so I, um, I went in just kind of having the sides for the anti M scene. So, you know, when you audition for something and it's being creative, you don't have the script yet. And, um, I literally got the call to come in like a day or two before my audition. So, and I couldn't really understand on the phone what I was auditioning for, but I was just like, yeah, sure. Whatever. I've, I'm, I'll figure it out. And I thought it was like some weird wizard of Oz type things. I was like, there's an auntie M scene, but like, I don't know who these other characters are. And then the director like came in through the hallway as I was waiting to go in and he was like, Kristen, hi, and this is Stephen Brackett who, has now directed like so much stuff. He directed a strange loop, be more chill. Um, we knew each other cause we did an, a new workshop of another new musical, like a year and a half prior. So I hadn't seen him in forever. And anyway, he kind of gave me like a five second rundown. He was like, you're the daughter of Athena. You're a Debbie goddess. You're tough. You're strong. You're sarcastic. And, uh, you're really brave. I'll see you in there. And I was like, Okay. Well, you're like, where's Toto? I thought Toto was going to be involved. I was like, this is not what I thought it was. All right. So, and then I was like, okay, how do I apply that to what this scene is? And, you know, Joe Trace, who wrote the script for our show, who's also involved in the Disney Plus version, which is really freaking oh, cool. So cool. I, um, I mean, yeah. So, and I, and it's because he just did such a freaking stellar job taking Rick's, you know, characters and world and the vibe, you know, that was what was so off about the movies that I have still never seen <laughs> is like <laughs> literally one day on tour, I think it came on the TV and I was like, <gasps> but I was like, no, I can't watch. I can't do it. <laughs> and, um, but I could tell. I was like, why are they starting with the guys on Mount Olympus? And I was like, mm -hmm. oh, they're trying to make this like serious and sexy. And that is so opposite <laughs> of what this series is, you ding dongs. I was like, okay. So anyways, Joe just did a fantastic job with the book that I was like, I'm just going to trust this script and put, you know, that vibe onto what I thought this, you know, was with her being like strong and sarcastic and that was kind of it. And then after I got the role, then I dug in and they're like, no, this is a book series. And I was like, oh, okay. That makes sense. And then once I got the actual title of the show, then I was like, oh, wait a minute, this does sound familiar. And then I was like, holy schniggins, like this is a movie series. This is like a whole book series. And this is before heroes of Olympus. So this is, mm. um, 
I don't know. I think like all the Magnus stuff and had already been released, but I just kind of focused on the first five books. Um, and so I've read them a few times. I've read the first one a number of times just because it's great source material. And I'm truly just such a fan. It was so fun. It's like actually scary the first time I read it and like the spider scene happened in the book, first book. And I was just like, this is really too scary for me right now. I can't be reading this home alone. And anyway, so I just became such a fan and the unofficial, I mean, um, like dramaturg of the show because um, everyone was like, Kristen, what happened in book? Three and I'd be like, wow, when they went over to the Nini, I mean, which is very Annabeth. Onset expert. I love that. Exactly. Yeah. Really, really embodying Annabeth there. Yeah. I know. <laughs> for better or for worse, they're like, she didn't have to try that hard. Uh. <laughs> it's method. I always exactly. love hearing about people, you know, discovering the books as adults and their experience to it. Because mm-hmm. I, it's always, because we found it when we were really little and yeah. when it first came out. So I love that you still felt all the emotions you were supposed to. That's really like, that's oh really Oh my cool. God. Yeah. So many emotions. It was so great. It's so great that they still hold up as adults, like in our read through as adults and, and it's like hyper analyzing everything. I was like, yeah. these are still so good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There, he, he just, he knocked it out of the park. He did such yeah. a great job. Truly. Now, Aaron and I, I mean, I'm speaking for both of us. This is our creative space. So like <laughs> when you were like, oh, as creative, you know, you could get the script. I was like, I don't know. I don't know anything. <laughs> so this is really fun to learn about. So we're going to ask you a lot of questions that we have a lot of fans who are big, uh, oh, yeah. you know, theater kids who are going to be holding their heads and being like, how do you not know this? Like, <laughs> so it was like maybe the second musical I've ever seen that it wasn't put on by was a high it? school production. Wow. Yeah. So I'm just very excited to like get your insider knowledge. Since you were there since the conception of the show, um, how long were you involved? Was it like when you went on tour? Was it? Did you feel? um, Did you get to explore the cities? Did you get? What did you get to do? How much yeah. was rehearsal taking up your time? Like, I want to know all of it, dude. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, it's a process. And, you know, it is a process to create a new show. I mean, it's years of work. Um, and it's years not continuous. It's like every once in a while you'll work on it and then you'll it'll go away and then it'll come back into your life again. And I've done that a few times with a couple of shows um, that I've worked on, but... At when we closed on Broadway, I had worked on this show for uh, six years. Oh man, it's your baby! It's my baby. I know, and it was so great because um, it just the show grew and grew, and and I mean that story wise, script wise, we added new songs, we cut stuff out of it, we added stuff in. You know, we had so many different variations. Um, and so it was always fresh. It was always new. We had like new people coming in and playing the characters. Um, and so it, it never got old or boring or like, Oh yeah, let me just do this scene again. And also I'm slightly, um, obsessive. And so there's, and I kind of think you kind of have to be to do theater because you're just going to do the same thing over and over. It's groundhog day. You're doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. And if you, for me, it's a game of like, 
how can I make that better? How can I improve that? Oh, I, that didn't really land for me this time. Or like, why would Annabeth say something like that? How do I dig into that psychology a little bit more? What if I tried it this way? What if I tried it this way? Oh, now there's a new person playing opposite me. They say that line completely different. Now that provokes a new reaction in me, you know? So, um, it's, uh, it's always interesting. And, um, for tour, oh my God, tour, Broadway was really fun, but I feel like tour was the pinnacle because we truly were like living our best lives. We're like, we are on a killer quest. We are <laughs> literally like taking buses and planes. Well, they couldn't take a plane in the book, but we <laughs> would travel like across the country. And like, sometimes we'd be like, Oh, we're in this part of the book or whatever. We actually found, um, in Tahoe, we, stopped off in Reno, Nevada, and we took like a day trip over to um, Lake Tahoe and we found the Dam Cafe. Oh, D-A-M. Oh. And we were like, oh. <laughs> so, of course, we had to take it. Like me, Chris, and Jarrell, who played Percy and, Jure- uh, and Grover, were like, obviously, we're taking a photo in front of the Dam Cafe. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there was just like so many. It was, it was so freaking ridiculous. And it, and. Sometimes we were in a city for just like three days and we were just doing the show. We just were in a hotel and then we're far enough from the theater that there's like nothing in walking distance. So you're either in the hotel or you're taking an Uber to the theater and that's it. Or we were in um, places for like a little bit longer, like Detroit or Florida, where we like rented a house together and we can explore the city a little bit more. Um, we went to New Orleans and that was so much fun because I don't know how this happened, but, um, you do a travel day, which is when you travel to a new place and there's no shows on a travel day. And then I think there was like technically a day off that we had to have that we were owed. So then we had a day off and then we had a, uh, Saturday. And then we only did like Saturday and Sunday for shows. And then for some reason we had another day off before we traveled. So Nola was just like a vacay. We were like chilling. We were on bourbon street. (laughs) It was just so much fun. And then same thing in um, San Antonio, Texas, we had like the whole week there. And so like a bunch of us went to like six flags and I mean, it was, it was just so much fun. It sounds like you really bonded with your castmates. Like that's a great opportunity to like oh be like, my God. I mean, forever. honestly, yeah. Oh, absolutely. We all had like animal onesies that we wear and it was like being, I don't know if like, okay, this is like, if you are a drama kid and you went on like a drama or like choir field trip, we're probably banned to this too. And like, you had to stay at like a hotel or something. I don't know if you all did this, but like, it, it reminded me of like those times where like you, all your friends are like in different hotel rooms and you're like, which floor are you on? And then we like had our animal like onesies on, like with snacks, like running down the hallways, being like, we're going into Christmas, we're playing cool. Like just, <laughs> just like so ridiculous. Um, and I, I mean, if you want to see all the shenanigans, I was like, I am the documentarian on this trip. And <laughs> That's so it's amazing. All my Instagram and my safe stories, like all the shenanigans. And it's so much fun to look back at all the ridiculousness that was going on. I love that. You're definitely, I feel like we're definitely sending some listeners down on that rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> like watching your stories. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's so, oh my God, there's so many things that happen. It's so funny. 
That's so fun. I'm so glad that we're having you on too, because we both like before we've gotten a lot of people asking us to do the musical and Mm -hmm. we're both like, we don't have a lot of musical, like Monica at least saw the play. I'm like, I've listened to it, to the songs on Spotify Right. Um, we were both in like a play together in middle school. So like, <laughs> that's where our experience. That comes is our from. one and only musical yeah. experience. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Which what what did you do? It was a student written production. <laughs> from, like the nineties that they brought yeah. back. And so oh, they plugged in a bunch. Yeah, yeah it was pretty it bad. Was they bad. plugged in a bunch of eighties like really classic songs, but then changed the lyrics. Anyway, I was the oh, villain. My gosh. <laughs> So fun. And then was one of my henchmen. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> no. We had, they gave me a microphone. I, I can't sing. I don't know why they let me do that. I wasn't allowed a microphone. <laughs> They're like, we're taking that from you now. Yeah. They were like, no, you can just. They're like, not your prop. Not your prop. Thank you. And we never did another musical again. <laughs> That's it. You so, know, shooting, you're shooting stars, just yeah, fast exactly. and bright, one time yeah. only. And yeah. He, yeah, our our middle school was very lucky to have us for one night only. <laughs> That's right, exactly. <laughs> well, we do have a couple questions from fans. I think we covered most of them, but um, excellent. We have one from Real Life Solace who asked, "What was your favorite thing bringing this adaption to life?" Oh man, my favorite thing. Uh, <sighs> I don't know. I mean, honestly, just living in the world. I think that's what was so fun. And Mm. I think what the audience and the fans ended up enjoying the most is like you read the books and you're like so enraptured with this world that Rick has created. And like, I know when I have read books, even when I read these books, you're just like, oh, I just want to be a part of that world. Oh, I want to go to Camp Hamlet. Oh, I want to do all the things. And we got to do that every night on stage and it was so fun. I mean, it was just all the shenanigans off stage were, you know, it was that same feeling on stage where you're just with your best friends, you're having the most fun. And then we would have magical moments. And then, you know, we got to be a badass and I got to like do knife fighting, you know, with Annabeth Stagger and we got to be like really cool and Mm -hmm. You know, it was just, I, it was so fun to just live in that world every day. Yeah. I mean, I remember the thing that I remember the most. Well, first of all, I remember the lasers, the lighting on that show (laughs) was amazing. Let me tell you, trying to fight in those laser lights, (laughs) bye. I'm so blinded. I have my fingies left. Like, it was so intense. It was so intense. Actually, quick. Oh, sorry. No, you go ahead. I have a quick story about that. I was going to say, but I also loved, I could tell that you guys just were having the time of your lives on stage and made it yeah. so much more fun. So that like is very uh, like evident in how much you're describing it. And I want to hear the story. So I'm going to let oh, you go back to it. Yes. Well, just, I mean, the, the laser lights were so bright and it's like a s- strobe lights and they're so low. Like we had side lighting that was, um, so low in the wings on stage that it was like just above head level, just because of all the lighting effects. Like we had, if you didn't get to see the show, we only had one set. Um, it was pretty bare. It was like, uh, construction worker scaffolding. And then it was all about kind of found objects and the lighting played a big part in the show because that's where like the magic and the illusion and like kind of where we would direct the audience's eye. 
And so our first preview on tour, um, we're doing like the first scene, which is Percy in the museum with Mrs. Dodds and, uh, how we made Mrs. Dodds is we had the actress who played Mrs. Dodds like turn into this giant puppet and me and then the guy who played Luke came out and you couldn't really see us, but we were the wings of the puppet. And so we flew off stage like to the right and then Percy gets the, the pen slash sword from Brunner. And then we are supposed to fly from stage right over to stage left. And there's smoke and there's strobe in our eyes. So you're just doing it blind. You just kind of have to know where you are in space and time and then run with your arms up, flapping your wings. And we turn, we like run to stage right. We have to like switch sides, which, which side the wings are. So we have to like turn around and then we start to run out. And there was like a fire pit for later on when they like go to the beach and they roast the blue marshmallows. The fire pit, which was only like as tall as my shin, like was out a little bit. It wasn't where it was supposed to be. And I didn't see it. And I ran right into it and I fell onto the stage with my arms up. And so like my leg and my ribs like broke my fall on Oof. this like metal oh. barrel. Meanwhile, the rest of the puppet is like flying across the stage. <laughs> the one wing that I am, I'm still flapping, but I'm like on the floor. Chris, <laughs> who plays Percy, is like dying because he was like, I just saw the one wing cut off and fly down the floor. And you look so sad and despicable. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then like, and then I like caught up with the rest of the puppet and then she dies and da, da, da. it was like so ridiculous. And then I was like, oh, my leg really hurts, but I think I'm okay. And then after the show was over, I was like, actually, you know, what's really hard is breathing right now. Oh, and no. then oh. I ended up, um, cracking my rib. So I had to, <laughs> but like it was first preview. And so like understudies aren't ready. Like, you know, everyone's still getting used to their own roles. You don't want to like push the understudy button because mm -hmm. my understudy was Clarice. So that means Clarice now has to be ready to do a whole different role than they're used to on stage. And then their understudy has to go on. And so it was just like too messy. So I was like, you know what? Tape me up. Oh my God. Let's just hey. do it. It was, uh, definitely like too intense. I should have called out. But Very badass so. moment. Yeah. <laughs> Thank so you. many stunts. I know. Oh my God. So many stunts. So the injuries. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, we, we also got this question, and I'm very interested to hear what your answer is. Um, a couple people, both Annabella and Mike, sent us this question. If you were to play another character, who would you want to play? In the show, In the I, show. I assume. Or the, yeah, the book. Uh, I think, honestly, Luke. Oh, I think Luke. Spicy There's answer. I want to know. Yeah. Well, Luke, because... You know, uh, well, two reasons. I think Luke's character is just interesting because of the switcheroo um, at the end. And so you get to be like the best friend. You're not like the comedic relief like Grover, but like you, you know, you have a lot of weight and in the show. And then at the end, you know, it's kind of the turn. And like in the musical, Rob Rukiki, who wrote the music, he did this really cool thing where so Percy in act one sings this song called good kid. And then at the end of the show, when he kind of realizes that Luke 
is, you know, the lightning thief. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. Everyone knows. If you, if you've been following along to this podcast, which I hope you have, like <laughs> this is the first episode I hear. Yeah, can you believe? Oh my god! <laughs> They're like, wait, I didn't know that was what was happening. Sorry about it. Um, no, but like he, when he starts to reveal himself, he goes into this like darker reprise of Good Kid, which is so like chilling because. You understand how Percy and Luke, you know, they they are and could be the same, but one person mm. is choosing one thing and the other person is choosing another. And they're so close to like un- having a deep understanding, which is why the riff is so deep. And so it's just a really awesome moment when you hear that theme come back in where he's like, it doesn't pay to be a good kid. And you know, the gods aren't, aren't on our side and like, you should join me. And I'll, you know, it's, it's just such a f- awesome musical moment. And then the other reason is, um, in our show, cause it's only seven people, Luke doubled as Aries, which was just yes. so much fun. And just Aries is just like a maniac. So <laughs> it would also be fun to be like a maniac motorcycle zaddy. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. great. This is fun too. Cause I like, have it like it's obviously I saw the musical years and years ago and yeah it's like bring every time you're mentioning like a moment I'm remembering the scene and yeah me and the six eight-year-olds that I was seated next to <laughs> were just like so into it <laughs> awesome I love that that's a great oh, that's a great answer because I'm like I I have such a hard time picking anyone but Annabeth. I feel like we I know. cast talking about Annabeth. Like. <laughs> Good. She deserves her own yeah. podcast. Yeah. I mean, she it does. is. I mean, I love, that's the thing. I love playing Annabeth. So I'm like, uh, Annabeth, obviously. But if I had to. <laughs> like, you were forced to, yeah. That makes sense. If I was forced to, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, so another question that we have um, that I'm also curious about is, like, since you entered the world of Percy Jackson as an adult, was it weird interacting, like, entering into the PJO fandom? How's that experience been? Oh, my God. I mean, I think we've been so lucky. The fandom has been so wonderful and generous and loving and encouraging and you know, on it wasn't even something while we were making the show that we, not that, um, I was going to say that we thought about, but not because we were like, well, who cares what they think? It, it was almost <laughs> like we were so focused on the tone and the book and the characters that I remember the first night we opened off Broadway, it was a surprise and a shock to me to find people in Camp Half-Blood shirts waiting for us at the stage door. And this was off-Broadway, like, okay, cool. Like, we were like, no one knows this show. How can we have fans already? And they were just like, oh, my God, that was it. That was it. Those are the characters that I've seen. And we just got all this feedback of we were doing it right. And we were like, oh, my gosh, this is so amazing. And then it just became this thing of you know, uh, our strength and the fandom just like had our backs throughout. So it it was just so, so fun. And it just made the show so special. And it's honestly what I miss the most is, you know, everyone was just, um, 
I would get like letters at stage door from people being like, Annabeth is my hero. And it was so beautiful to see her on stage. And it was like, she was really there and this and that. And, you know, I, it's really powerful to get such personal letters and, and it is, it's powerful to bring your heroes to life on stage. And I honestly am glad that I didn't have that in my mind because it's like so Mm -hmm. much pressure, but something Chris said early on, cause he kind of came in, you know, he, he knew that this was like kind of a, you know, you're putting someone's hero on stage. And I feel like he said it best where, you know, everyone has their own version of who these characters are. I mean, we're all reading the same book, but we're all different people. So psychologically we're adding in our own traits and we're, they are all different versions of Percy and Annabeth and Grover. And so there isn't, it's literally impossible to, if you tried, if the intention was, I'm going to try to make this the Annabeth that the fans see, it would never happen. In fact, it would probably fail miserably. So all we could do is be like, I'm making my version of Annabeth. I'm listening to, you know, what Rick is saying about this character. I'm intaking, you know, the actions that she does, how she responds to things. Oh, she didn't do it this way. She did it this way. Huh? Why would she do that? You know, it becomes more of like a psychological thing. And, um, and then you have to trust the script with Joe Trace, um, who did an amazing job. And you have to trust that, you know, we were cast for a reason and that we have things in common with these characters, you know, that's, that's makes it enough. That makes me enough to play Annabeth and to bring out her, you know, spunkiness and smarts Mm -hmm. and joy and bravery and vulnerability. Um, it's about looking to see what we have in common, me and Annabeth, and then try to put that out on stage. And so, um, it's just really wonderful and lucky that we got such a wonderful response. Yes. Oh, that's so great. And I, I wish we could like pass that along to like the little, <laughs> the kiddos cast in the show too. Yes. I'm, like the amount of pressure on them too. I'm like, as long as you play that character, how you view that character, mm-hmm. people are going to resonate with it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's great. And yeah, I think we've seen that too. Like the fandom has just been so wonderful um, in our little corner of, of listeners as well. I know there's people out there on the internet as always that are not as great, but crazy Be bad I people on the internet. You know, we are what? What? Who? <laughs> Furies? What? Get out of here. Just got to fight them all off. Yeah, that's right. We'll just fight them off. It's fine. <laughs> Wow, we can like talk to you for hours, but I know, it's just like, happening. <laughs> yeah. we, I will talk all day about this show and, and we adventures will also and talk. <laughs> like, like an immovable object, exactly. unstoppable force. <laughs> exactly. But um, I guess we'll start wrapping up. So we have a couple of uh, questions for you just before we end. It's just, you know, you've talked so much about your love for this musical. And I know there's going to be a lot of fans who are very curious about it, who haven't seen it or experienced it. What Do you have any best ways for fans to engage with the musical right now? Do you know of any? 
I mean, so, you know, um, Spotify, you can listen yeah. to it. I think you can, um, buy the album at Broadway Records. They're the ones that produced it. We had vinyls out, but I think those are long gone sold out. There was only a thousand made and I think mm. they're, they were completely sold out. Um, and, uh, you know, there is a, condensed one hour version that is on tour that, um, FetaWorks, the company that, um, first produced our show, they kind of wanted to take the bigger two hour version and they condensed it to like a one hour, you know, bus and truck, like quick version. And so I think that is on tour right now. So you can kind of check that out if you'd like to see a condensed version of the show. Um, yeah, keep just shouting the love out yeah. on, the, on the onlines because that's that's where the show lives now. <laughs> yeah, and it is really fun to listen to the to the album, like all the songs in order. That's how I I did that on like a road trip like a year and a oh, half fun. ago when I first heard of I was like, I need to like learn what this is. And <laughs> it was really fun. <laughs> it's so fun. And it's crazy because, you know, we recorded that. Uh, that's the off, you know, when we were off Broadway. And so, you know, different things change, how you sing things change. You're, you know, I know I was like, Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, This is clicking in more for me or this and that. So it's interesting to listen to that. And then if you listen to the extended version, Rob, you know, we couldn't re-record the entire album, but we did, do like an extended version of the album, which is how we got some of the newer people who weren't in the off-Broadway run, but who were on the Broadway run in on the album. And so we have some bonus songs that we've added that were written for the show that were either cut or never used, or were in that like original one hour version. That's like so different. We also have like a joke song on there that Rob literally wrote for me, like because of the, when we did this like two week workshop way back in the day, when I thought I was doing a wizard of Oz show, um, <laughs> one of the things we had to experiment with was like, how do you make a minotaur? And one of the things we were like, Hey, let's try this was the actors who played, uh, Luke and Chiron. Um, I like, sat on their shoulders oh my and, God. Then hunched, and then hunched over and grabbed onto the other person's shoulders. So then we were like this big thing. And then I was like, Oh, I have this like furry hat I can wear and that'll make me look good. And I was on there and I swear to Athena, I was trying my best to just be like, Oh, <laughs> it was like really be really scary. And everyone just kept laughing. And then I would get off of their shoulders and I was like half their size. And they were like, okay, Kristen, they're like, we're sorry. You're not the Minotaur. Like this is it. not scary <laughs> at all. But and you I gave like, it your all. I gave it my all. And then Rob came back the next day and wrote this ridiculous song called the widowest Minotaur. And so then we sang, so then we had this like joke song called The Widowist Mintaw that we would sing all the time based off of me trying to be scary. And um, anyway, so then we recorded it and put it on the, the deluxe. That's so fun. <laughs> it's pretty silly. If, I'm sure people who get to that who have no idea what it is, they're like, what the heck? <laughs> Just just inside surprise. jokes. Yeah. Just some inside jokes. Guess what? We love a bit. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. 
That's great. Um, so our last thing, I mean, first, like, thank you so much for chatting with us. And of course. we want to know, like, is there anything you want to plug? Anything you're working on that people should keep an eye out for? Oh my God. Just working on myself. That's all we can do in yes. these times. Snaps for you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, no, I didn't really have anything come down the pike yet, but you know, give me a follow on Instagram. That's where yeah. I'm the most active. And if you know, when the next big project comes along, that's where you can find me and what Amazing. I'll be doing. Um, I have, I did a project during COVID called Chitty Chat, where I interview mm. different people, uh, my different friends who are on Broadway. And so oh. if you're into that kind of thing, check it out. It's in my IGTV. Um, but yeah, you can find me at Chitty Balone. That's C-H-I-T-T-Y underscore B-A-L-O-N-E. Perfect. Perfect. We will put that in the in the episode description. It's right. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. This was so fun. This was so much fun. More thank you. This. It was so great chatting with the two of you. I had such yeah. a great time, and I'm so happy this story is, you know, going to keep on living. It's so yes. great. So magical. Yeah, and I'm so, so excited to see these kids rock these roles and how, you know, the show's going to manifest on Disney plus. I think it's just going to kick a lot of booty. Yeah. Maybe that'll prompt them to do another round of the lightning thief musical on Broadway. Yeah. That would be awesome. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being on. Thank you so much. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear. Check breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. That was amazing. Kristen is so fun and I'm so glad oh. she was able to chat with us. I'm so glad. I feel like we could we could be friends. She's so fun. Yeah. And oh, what a wonderful person to bring Annabeth to life on stage. I I'm so glad we got to chat with her about it. Yeah, I really felt while watching the musical that like it was created by someone who really cared about the book and the story. Mm -hmm. And you could tell even the actors on stage also felt the same way. And so even though it was a small cast and it was like, like, as Kristen said, like, quote unquote, low budget, I thought the lasers were amazing. I'm still hung up on that. But um, (laughs) I thought they were so fun. I love lasers. Um, Someone's gonna like, if we had more listeners, someone would like send you lasers based Mm -hmm. on that. It's like a laser pen or something. How do they send me lasers? A GoFundMe to get Marissa lasers. <laughs> like, oh, does Marissa want to just harass her neighbors and just point yes. lasers into their yeah. windows? Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it just felt so authentic. And it was just like, this is what the movies should have been. This is yes. the love letter to the story and to the fandoms, mm-hmm. the fans. And so I just, I'm really glad that she was able to chat with us. Yes, so great. And make sure y'all go and follow her and check her out. Check out those those stories with the behind the scenes stuff. Um, 
for the last like few minutes of this. We got a few questions from people that were more directed at us that I was like, I'm not gonna ask her these. So um one of them was <laughs> who would Aaron cast as the Minotaur? <laughs> I was Chuck, if Kristen, Kristen, if you listen back to this and hear this part, I was trying so hard not to laugh because we have a weird podcast joke. (laughs) Me, about the Minotaur, when you're describing the little Minotaur song, because uh, it's just become uh, podcast lore that uh, I'm dating the Minotaur. (laughs) But um, I was thinking about this question, and I think it'd be really funny to cast like a really famous buff person, like Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Oh, really? I thought it would be really funny to cast someone, like, so small and scrotty. (laughs) Like, (laughs) who? Um, just, like, what's his, oh, with a high-pitched voice. Like, what's, I don't remember his actor's name, but, uh, he plays Charlie on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Mm, I don't know the actor's name, but I know who you're talking about. For some reason, the, the one that just came to my head when you said small and scrawny is, what's his... Oh. We're great with names. The guy from Arrested Development that played the kid. Oh my George, god. Was it Michael? George Michael? Yeah, yeah. What's yeah, his yeah. name? Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah. Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a horror film. <laughs> we can never take something seriously. That's our No, bad. we yeah. can't. But that was a that was a fun question. And then um that was from Real Life Solace. And then Nora asked what our what our personal favorite songs are from the musical? Do you have a favorite? Mm, I mean, for me, the intro song, and I've yes. talked about it before, it just like it melted my brain a little bit because I just had no expectations. And I was still, I was I think if at that moment I started like laugh crying and that yes. did not stop the entire musical yes. because it was just so good. Um it's oh, so yeah. funny. It's very witty. It's very witty, and it's very funny. And I remember particularly the actor who played Percy was super funny and just, like, mm-hmm. made all the uh, the audience continuously laugh, and it's very vibrant. So, Aaron, what about you? Yeah, I think... Oh, I love My Grand Plan, which Kristen sings. That's, like, such a great Annabeth song. And then I also, like, Lost, the one that they're, like... Lost in the Woods, oh, somewhere yeah. in New Jersey, and they're never going to make it to L.A. Oh, there's my show, singing abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that one. That one's just, like, fun to sing. It's great. And then one more question that was directed at us more was what would we put what songs would we put in the sea of monsters musical? Like, if we wrote songs? Or I like- guess, yeah. Or, like, what what current songs i don't know this is for our interpretation let's let's do like what moments would be Mm. good as song yeah yeah i think the siren scene would be really good Ooh, that would be like a good ballad yeah Mm. especially if it's like that you have the sirens going on the background and you have percy just like Mm -hmm. asking like trying to grab annabeth or stop annabeth it could just be a chaotic song it'd be really good and I can't, the idea that popped into my mind was it'd be funny to have like a nice, you know, like a song battle between a Charybdis and Sila. <laughs> like, singing. And like Charybdis is just like, rah, rah, rah. like I don't know if she's just like teeth. I don't know if she talks. <laughs> That's how they like, try to decide which way to go is that they're both yeah. rap battling. Ooh, and a funny love song between Grover and the Cyclops with like Grover clearly like fake singing and like a falsetto voice yeah and the cyclops like oh that would be a funny 
a funny song of them like trying to get married a bunch. Yes. Mm-hmm. That would be really fun. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think Clarice should have a song about like Ooh, yeah. just being angry and just being like, yeah. oh, this guy is always doing requests and like, I mm. dad. <laughs> just like, that would be a good song. Good. Yeah. Do you write lyrics? <laughs> I do, actually. <laughs> They're in my dream journal. <laughs> oh. Um, someone also <laughs> sent us, they were like, try to sing along. And I'm like, no. no. Peace and love, no. You don't want no. that. We you don't, don't want, want that. that. No. We actually, like, we'll get canceled just because we're making some people's ears bleed. We'll cause trauma, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is why people exist to sing these professionally, and those people are not us, yeah. Yes. That's why our middle school play never took us anywhere. (laughs) Shockingly. (laughs) So great. Well, I think those are, like, most of the questions that we got sent on Instagram. I had to put out, like, a very um, cryptic Instagram of, like, if we were to get someone somehow involved in the musical, what kind of questions? So I feel like people couldn't be super specific, but I didn't want to give away um, the spoilers for our for our special guests. So, but thank you to those that did send us questions and those. A lot of people just sent us like things, being like, "Yes, talk about this. Like, talk about the lyrics. Talk about the whole thing. Talk about the different like medium of the play versus the book." So. Everyone was very excited, and I hope that you all like this episode and this interview we got to do. Yeah, I mean, for me personally, again, as a non-musical kid, I was really surprised that this, the media that they choose to go to after the movie was a musical. I love it. And I was very delighted with the results, so I'm glad that everyone seems to really like it. Like, compared to the movie, it has very positive reactions from the fans. Yes. And I can see why. It's very fun. You know, it's a great introduction, especially I imagine if you're a kid who's been introduced to the series, this musical is like a great way to be like, after I've read the book, I can go see what I just read in person mm-hmm. with a catchy song. Catchy tune. Instead of the movies. In- yeah. And yeah, soon there'll be the the, the show. Yeah. It's just great. There's so much ever expanding in the Percy Jackson world. We get to be a part of it. We get to be yeah. alive during it. So yes. wonderful. <laughs> well, as you guys heard earlier, um, Kristen has her Instagram, so that'll be put on our Instagram as well as the episode description. And of course, we will be coming back to you hopefully mid to late January after we take mm-hmm. our little break. Yes, it's going to be great. And let us know if you all have any other requests for like bonus episodes you'd love to see us do. Feel free to send those in. We kind of just like keep a bank of ideas for when we're in between books or seasons that we can we can tackle. Yeah, and Trials of Apollo questions. Yes, send them yes, yes, ahead yes. Of time. We want to know if you're going to send me a spoiler of something yes. that might happen in the next book. Please ta- like write spoiler or DM them to the Instagram so I will not see them. I'm trying to have genuine reactions we'll see how it goes i'm very excited. amazing i've made it this far yes so yeah when you when you all hear from us next we'll be starting trials of apollo unless some like news breaking percy jackson thing happens and we somehow have to record but <laughs> when you all hear us next we will be tackling the first few chapters of trials of apollo which is exciting 
Yeah, we'll see you there. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope you have a great New Year's. Yes.